welcome to another wonderful podcast of Anxious in Austin. Yeah, welcome. Um, with Dr. Marianne Stout. And Dr. Thomas Smithyman. We're here at the Anxiety Treatment Center of Austin talking about all fun things anxiety and OCD related. Yes. And today, this is... Branching out a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, this is more of your area of interest, which I like, but I don't think that I have as deep an understanding or appreciation for this topic as you do, so I may interview a bit you for this. Okay. So, today we're talking about probiotics. Probiotics and anxiety. And anxiety and how they affect your mental health. Yeah. Well, I feel like they, there has been a larger body of research on how it affects physical health. Um, there's more in like rat and mice studies when it comes to some of the mental health stuff. I think it's mm-hmm. some smaller, newer research on how it's affecting human mental health. Yeah, and it seems like this is a um, an area where people are just starting to talk about it more often and there's more research going and it's kind of becoming, I think, sort of culturally it's having a moment where it's focused on the gut and the microbiome, the ways that food might influence things. And so I think probiotics are becoming something that people talk about more and more. We hear about it more and more. Sure. We get um, Psychology Today magazine and like every mm-hmm. advertisement in there is for oh, really? <laughs> probiotics. Yeah, okay, mm-hmm. I don't know that. Yeah, so I think, yes, it is kind of the, the new wave, the new focus of where a lot of this is going on. I mean, right, as people have known for a long time, mind-body connection, yeah. like this is helping with the understanding of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think it was about like 10, 15 years ago when they started really doing a lot of research on the what they call like the the brain in your gut the second brain Mm -hmm. right yeah and getting into um this thing like why food and lifestyle is also important to your mental health um yeah so to start off what what interests you in this area what got you focusing on this oh for me um i think it was I mean, I, I just I ended up reading a lot of, um, like, physical health stuff as well for my own, you know, trying to improve my own health over time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I ended up reading whatever books look interesting. Um, and so it, come, it comes out in this, you know, the books I'm reading are starting to have a lot of this mind... Well, I guess not as much mind-focused stuff, but definitely the way that the gut bacteria, like all the sort of amazing series of things that they will influence, look to be like they're influencing in people's sort of physical health. Sure. Um, well, I was even I was in doing some of the research for this, reading about some of the mice studies where they could take, and again, I am not a, uh, as we were talking about before, I'm not a medical doctor, uh-huh. Um, <laughs> not a gastroenterologist. Mm-hmm. Um, all these good things is yeah. not clearly like my area of study. Uh-huh. But just in doing some like preliminary research for this, of how they would take the bacteria of more um, anxious mice, mm-hmm. mice who showed more anxiety type behaviors, and put that into neutral mice, and that they could like create. It anxious can mice? anxiety through the bacteria, mm-hmm. right? Through and something is going on, right? Yes, 
which is like fascinating, right? Yeah, like, and and I think they do the opposite too, right? Mm-hmm. Well, they could make them more calm by make putting them more in calm just by moving. And then this is sort of based on to rats or mice, so it's they're not self-reporting anxiety. <laughs> yeah, they're just watching them like stress, dig and stress behavior. Yes, yeah. exactly. So, which I thought was was pretty cool. Um, so yes, in thinking about this topic, this mm-hmm. does give me some anxiety in thinking about this because <laughs> tell, this, tell is, us why. this is not yeah. my area of expertise, right? I'll also point out it's not at all my area. <laughs> this is it's got an a, interest. It's more my own personal yeah. personal interest in this stuff. Yeah. Um, so I'm yeah. So also not a functional medicine psychiatrist or a yes nutritionist or, nutritionist or yes. Or so so our, our way of like talking about this topic, I want. This is sort of the equivalent of if somebody was in a session with us and asked us, oh, what do you think about probiotics? Do you think they're worth taking? Will, will they help treat my anxiety disorder? Um, since those questions do come up sometimes, totally. we thought we would t- sort of talk about it for a bit longer. Yeah. And So please talk to your doctor. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. We have Before doing anything or whatever. Intense questions. Uh, yeah. Yes, want to know the science of it for sure. Mm-hmm. Yes, talk to your doctor. Whom, although I will say, yeah. right, having talked about some of this stuff with some doctors that mm-hmm. I don't even think a lot of doctors have tons of knowledge about this area since it yeah. is a newer research. I think research. it's new, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like kind of coming out more, more nowadays. Yeah. And maybe the functional medicine world is probably going to be a little more probiotic focused. Yeah. Yeah. Cutting edge. Yes, this is yeah. probably not something they learned a ton about in medical school mm-hmm. 10 years ago. Um, so that being said, I think maybe talking about how probiotics work, how they're helpful, or what what are yeah. some of the, um, the theories behind theories, right? why they think they're oh. helpful. Okay. So... So what might be the useful the kind of mechanisms of... Yeah. Yeah. So you you mentioned some stuff? Yes. Or, or do you want me to t- talk about some ideas that I had come across? Um, well, talk about some of it and please jump in. Cause okay. Because, as I said, this yeah, is sure. not my area so, of expertise. <laughs> um, so just, again, in like some preliminary research looking at um, some of the theories that they had, although some of this was based in, like, rat and mouse models that they, like, yeah, extrapolated which, to humans. When we start talking about kind of the studies and things, there's really only a handful of anything that even be put into a, this category. It's a human mm-hmm. human study, so and even the human studies, a lot of them are like pilot studies. Yeah, they're, small. Not, they're not really they're, yeah. Like we, this is the early days of this stuff, mm-hmm. um, and so yeah, so these they haven't done studies of these mechanisms in in humans. For sure. the most part, even if they've started to just hint at some of these. Yeah. Yeah. So it seems like what they're thinking, at least in some of these earlier models, were um, things that we know in humans, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so the um, it seems to moderate some of the stress hormones, uh, namely like cortisol mm-hmm. in the body, right? Because we know that prolonged levels of heightened and increased cortisol is not great for the body, mm-hmm. um, can really be hard on our body to have cortisol in long term like we need cortisol short term to help for the fight or flight response but long term keeping it there all the time yeah, has cause some wear and tear you need to be sort of flexible so that you're able to calm yeah. calm your stress levels down and recuperate mm-hmm. um, 
So thinking that some of the probiotics can be helpful in regulating cortisol levels, so some of the research looks at, then after somebody's taken, often it looks like a 30-day dose of some of these probiotics, they have reduced cortisol levels, so that's one of the mechanisms that they think and how yeah. it's helpful. Yeah, and, and I think I think it's the you know we hear a lot of talk in these things about the HPA axis, mm-hmm. that gut the, brain. Yeah, it's, it's, it's sort of the gut, uh, the way that the gut and the brain are connected. I think it's through this, you know, HPA axis, which I think is the hypothalamic pituitary adrenal. HPA, I believe. So it comes up a lot in like a lot in like stress and anxiety stuff. Um, so there's something that can be going on in the gut that can influence that axis, which is our way of responding to stress. Mm-hmm. So the idea being, well, if you can you can work on it on the gut level also. So do something with make the gut healthier and the whole axis the connection calms down. Mm-hmm. As opposed to just treating through the brain. Through the brain, which which is sort of where we're kind of coming at things. Mm-hmm. It's, it's on, on that end of it. And historically, the medical model also coming at things through medications like CNS drugs to really, mm-hmm. uh, central nervous system drugs to really affect, like, brain yeah. piece and not and yeah. so and, much and, gut. And I do think, I think so there are some, I think, human studies, they're not really hardcore studies, but they, they've been finding, oh, look, you can take some probiotics and there may be in some of these studies an influence on the cortisol levels, mm-hmm. like morning cortisol levels, which is generally when it's highest. Um, so there may be some impact on that. So that's kind of one proposed mechanism is the HPA axis affecting stress hormones. Sure. Um, it seems like another one is that we create, we um, a lot of our neurotransmitters are actually created in our gut, which yes. is so interesting. Yes. Like, which, when you think about it. Nobody imagines nobody that to talks be what happens. Yes. Which means, if I'm right, the, there's bacteria living in our, our gut that create our neurochemicals. Which is nuts, right? Yes. Like, those bacteria are not of us. Right, yeah. like they yeah, are put into us. They're, they're other foreign, creatures. Foreigners, yeah. They're like influencing the. Themselves, but but we've got this symbiotic relationship where they are producing our neurotransmitters. Mm-hmm. That's right. weird. I, I, this is like science fiction movie stuff. <laughs> Let's put a bacteria in their stomach and turn know. them happier or not. <laughs> I, I don't know the exact numbers, but it's something around around the level of like 90%, right, of our okay. neurotransmitters are gut rather than brain. So some that I think people have probably heard of, serotonin I think most people have probably heard of, especially mm-hmm. when they've heard of like SSRI, selective serotonin reuptake yeah, inhibitors, so like Prozac. Um, so they're trying to target serotonin, yes. which is being produced in the gut. Yes. So that is, yes, historically where medical research has really looked at is, yes, how can we get more, if not more serotonin, at least allow it to hang out in your synapses longer so yeah. you can have it there more. Um, so this is saying, so, so this theory, research is yeah. not looking just at, like, how do we get that in the brain longer hanging out there, but how do we just make more of it on our own naturally? And so thinking is, some of these probiotics are um, influencing increased levels of serotonin yeah. and GABA, and there's another one that I'm forgetting. I mean, I think serotonin but, and GABA are the two that I've heard the most about and in the studies they're looking at the most. 
So that's and GABA cool. being a being a really important anxiety one. Yes, because it's the calming neurotransmitter. Yeah, right. That's the one that helps you to, to so calm down. If we can, you know, if we've got bacteria, if we transplant this bacteria into the gut that is good at producing these neurotransmitters, the idea might be well that could influence people's moods, their anxiety, stress mm-hmm. levels. Totally. Um, and the last one, which is really weird, is uh, the leaky gut theory. So that um, increased stress and depression and just illness makes for us to have more permeable intestines, which is yeah, kind of gross. Yeah, intestinal lining. <laughs> yes, so, the leaky so gut. <laughs> pulls apart a little bit and stuff's able to yeah. go into the bloodstream that probably shouldn't be going into the yes. bloodstream. Like your... Which leads to inflammation. And I think where I had read about it, it was the, the idea was that the leaky gut would lead to increased inflammation and the increased inflammation would lead to kind of mood and anxiety stress problems. Sure. Is, is, is that kind of how, how you come so. across it? Something like that? Yeah. I don't think like <laughs> sure. in my decades of research. Yeah. Um, yes, and what I had read, which was interesting, was like when you have the leaky gut, it lets the bad stuff out, right? Like the bad bacteria, even like E. coli, like all these things mm. that can really make you sick but also then right all those good bacteria that you're needing to help you know produce neurotransmitters and everything are leaked out as well so they're not held where they need to be producing all the stuff they need to do they're kind of let out into the body and killed off so that again i don't know how the probiotics seem to reduce the permeability so your gut's not so leaky. I think that term is so disgusting and awesome. Leaky gut. The leaky gut. That's true, <laughs> like right? Like, it's all these images. Wait, yeah. That's true. I've, I've, I guess this leaky gut's talked about in so many of the health books that I've read now. I'm so used to it. But it seems like your image is different to what I'm, what I'm thinking I about. I have small children, too. Okay. So I'm thinking lots of leaky gut. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay. Um, so, yes. Yeah, so those are the... So those, those like are the, the mechanisms, mechanisms that, that, of how this... Probiotics seem to be and, working and and I feel like to too like those don't necessarily to me sound like they would have to be mutually exclusive from yeah. each other. I'm guessing there could be totally. It could be some systemic thing that involves all of these pieces, or maybe there's there's many many different kinds, different strains of probiotics. So who knows if if different strains work differently? Totally. But those are some proposed mechanisms that there's some evidence for. Yes and how it works on the brain specifically. Yeah. Um, so what... Okay, it, so some mechanisms. mechanisms. I'm, I'm thinking, yeah, I'm thinking, what about the actual... Let's talk about the studies, like what what there is, what we think about it. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, actually, so when you proposed talking about this for a yeah. podcast, I had just read this study on um, probiotics and IBS and oh. depression. Because with uh, irritable bowel syndrome, there it's correlated and with high rates of anxiety and depression, and so they had done, which kind of makes sense when you think of like doing a probiotic study. They're going to look at IBS, right? Like yeah. that that makes a lot of sense. That is I mean, looking it's at a your natural gut. connection, yeah. Um, and so since that is a part of it, they were also looking then at like mood pieces with it. And so mm-hmm. this study was very, it was pretty recent, and it was a human study, which as we talked about is yeah. really new and small. It was a pilot study, but um, but that got a lot of attention because here's a human study that showed how probiotics can influence depression and mood, which yeah. is kind of a, a newer idea. Yeah. Um, okay. Also influencing IBS, but the mood piece was the newer because I think that IBS makes more 
makes more direct sense. You yeah. give probiotics for for gut issues. For gut stuff, right? Um, let me look at it yeah. and tell you specifically. So this was in uh, gastroenterology, a place where psychologists, a journal psychologists don't normally read. Don't normally read, but somehow Marianne found that. <laughs> um, uh, so this was a pilot study. Again, small, 44 adults with IBS and mild to moderate anxiety and depression. Uh, followed for 10 weeks and took a dose of probiotic. I'm going to... Bifidobacterium? Sure, yeah. I, lungum. I, I call it bifidobacterium lungum, okay. but that might just be being a foreigner. Hey. So, so I've heard bifido and bifido. This is me reading. I haven't heard a lot of people say it. So awesome. That's <laughs> um, this looks at NCC3001, while the other group had placebo. And at six weeks, uh, 64% of patients taking the probiotic had decreased depression scores. And fMRIs showed improvement in depression scores was associated with changes in multiple brain areas involved with mood. Okay. So, again, this is like a pilot study, so they need to do yeah. larger, longer studies to see. Mm-hmm. But it was um, okay. some exciting new so, human yeah. Yeah. study. And then there's been a couple other ones before this that have also kind of suggested... I mean, I feel like my, my take on looking at the studies... So the de- for depression, it seemed like they they have a few studies where they gave people probiotics and there was not much difference in depression scores. Mm-hmm. So maybe a few where there was some some bit of difference. Mm-hmm. Um, I did want to ask, and maybe you you know, so I'm not for that study. They were they got people who, they were testing them for depression and anxiety, and when it came to the results, they were like, "Hey, this affects depression." Don't talk I'm about taking that to mean there wasn't a also a finding that it reduces anxiety. Mm-hmm. It's that... not reported, at least in the article that I read. Okay. So I, I don't know if the study itself has come out, but I'm guessing, my guess, if this particular studies, uh, it was bifidobacterium longum, I believe, if in this study that had led to a reduction in anxiety, I'm guessing I would have heard about that in the headline. Yeah. Just, just my theory. Yes. Yeah. Well, I there is another study. Oh, what's this one in the journal British Journal of Nutrition mm-hmm. um, that looked at anxiety and depression. What did it look at? Um, participants with mild depression or anxiety. Oh, it was looking at the effects of anxiety, depression, stress, and coping strategies. Okay. Uh, looking at Lactobacillus helveticus uh-huh. R0052 and Bifidobacterium longum uh-huh. R0175 combination. Cool. Um, and again, small study, 55 human participants. Um, again, looking at this one was at 30 days okay. at the 3 billion CFUs. I think that's one of the. Um, measurements for how yes, much how many you got in that how many organisms um, and it did show what they would call a statistically significant drop in measures of anxiety and depression than placebo okay so that's cool and that's sort of a general a general sort of anxiety uh, this looks at it again I don't have this which specific measures they okay. use but cool. it says global severity index 
And again, like depression scores, anxiety scores, the hospital anxiety and depression score, the HADS. I'm not sure uh-huh. if you're familiar with that one. Uh, decrease in urinary free cortisol, mm-hmm. hormonal measure of chronic stress. Okay, cool. Um, so That's good. Yes, again, not a huge study. I don't have the specifics on which yeah, it's the smaller ones. Which, which is this is this is the early kind of early days of this. Like it's nice mm-hmm. to get this, some studies where they're finding. Oh, look, they took this, and there's some positive, you know, results that are statistically significant found. Mm-hmm. You know, just for taking probiotics. Yes. And like, like I saw a couple other, couple other studies. Some some where they found results, some where they didn't really, but. Um, I know that there was one where they were looking at people who were suffering from stress and exhaustion, um, and I believe it was the bifidobacterium lungum that's getting involved, but also an, an, some kind of acidophilus, lactobacillus acidophilus. Um, and they had some general improvements in anxiety-related kind of things. And I, I know, did you see the uh, study where they were looking at it within people who had chronic fatigue syndrome? No. Okay, yeah, so there's one with that, by the way. Because I'm thinking about these these people who are a little closer to, like, being diagnosed clinical kind of populations, and they had some impact in their anxiety scores too. Um, I can't remember which one. I find it, in general, I think we found from looking at the studies that it's that bifidobacterium longum, mm-hmm. the lactobacillus helvetica. Helveticus. Isn't yeah. that like a font? I believe it is a font, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and then a little bit for, um, again, pronunciations, who knows? Yes. Foreigner pronouncing it, it might come out weird. But the um, the lactobacillus casei shirota. Oh, I saw, I did read yeah, that. Yeah, came mm-hmm. across that one, yeah. Which was in a few of the studies and seemed to, seemed to be working too. Um, so my my take from looking at the studies, I, like I'm curious to know yours. My take was um, early days. <laughs> <laughs> so people are are actually starting to try this on humans, which I believe the rat and mouse studies have got a lot more kind of heft to it. Mm-hmm. Well, because they can like what I read was like in some of them it can be difficult because a lot of the ways that they're getting they're able to measure it mm-hmm. is through um, feces like human feces to see do you did you take to this increase in this oh, um, did it show an probiotic? increase in, in yeah. how much you had in your system yes yeah. and they said that when looking at human feces that's more a um, representation of the the small intestine uh-huh. and so much of these are in your large intestine oh, and so like with rats and mice sounds terrible but they cut them open when they're dead to see and test right is there an increase in your intestine and humans are not really going to be doing that for human studies you know what I I did this like (laughs) I started to do a little bit of kind of research into the like rat and mouse stuff (laughs) and I stopped after a while I mean partly because of this and partly because I was like eh I'm not sure I'm going to be as a psychologist recommending things based on rat studies yes into you know for medically kind of related stuff but in some of them I was looking at um, they're like, well, to see how, how the, if the probiotics were affecting the mouse, they would give them the probiotic, and then they would, some other group, they'd take out the whole vagus nerve. Yeah. And then they'd give them the probiotic God. and see if it affected yes. the mouse. Like, oh. Yes. We're not going to do that in humans. Oh, humans. <laughs> That'd be hard to get by an IRB. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but, but yeah, but, so my, 
my my thinking for this whole thing from you know getting a little closer look at it was early days of studies um not a lot of side effects. I think that's the piece where okay. I have a lot of clients who are really nervous about taking SSRIs uh-huh. and um, benzodiazepines, like yeah. uh, Xanax and um, those good ones. That like yeah. because there can be some pretty high side effects. Right? Yeah, I think the rate is pretty high and they're pretty. And some of them, especially when you come to like benzodiazepines, right? Like risk. Of yeah. become of addiction yeah, potential yeah. things like that that you know people are nervous about and, and I, I know for infant for the SSRIs which I think they have some, some decent kind of side effects I think something like in the region of 20% of people stop taking it because of the side effects so yeah the idea that people don't always love these medications thinking yeah. about what are some safe alternatives mm-hmm. and I, I will say I have not Again, done extensive research on this, but there does not seem to be a whole lot of that same rate of side effects. Yeah. With the I mean probiotics. What what it kind of sounded to me like was based on all the other research. Maybe some maybe the side effects are positive. Yeah. You know, kind of health related. That you know, having read read a book on probiotics at some immunity. point, it's a whole lot of like positives that potentially could come out of Better it. Gut Again, like early days, but yeah. But I was thinking like with the with the actual studies, some found not much, yeah, not much of an impact, um, but some found people did report some improvement, or they showed some improvement in some some uh, you know, sort of cortisol measures and things. So there's some indications that's positive. I, I got the impression. I mean, there's newer studies coming out, but a little more support for anxiety than depression at first. You know, sort of in the minimal comparison of how many studies there are. But it seems like maybe it could, it could help. There's they had some studies of uh, where people were responding less negatively mm-hmm. to emotionally valenced stimuli like words or pictures. Mm-hmm. So showing less of a negative emotional response, which again is encouraging and supportive of this this may well have the ability to impact emotional functioning right so in my mind that's where we are what these were not were how to treat anxiety disorders right yeah well yes I think this is again like in that recent IBS study that's like oh yeah what else goes along with IBS depression so let's see does does this happen to affect that too oh yeah, yeah look yeah. This wasn't our main focus, but this happens to affect that piece of it as well. So, so yeah. So if in the mental health field, if somebody was to yeah. to to come in and say, hey, you know, you got I got diagnosed with this anxiety disorder. Should my treatment be to take Bifidobacterium longum and Lactobacillus helvetic? What would you say? You know, I would say studies are encouraging. Um, I think it would, I mean, it's similar, not as much robust research, yeah. but like with a lot of the research on exercise, right? Like, that's, yeah, that, that, that's some good exercise yes. research back. Yes. Yeah. But again, right, this probably exercise alone is not going to magically change the way you think, and what we're getting at is changing your relationship with anxiety, right? At the end of the day, that's what we're really working on and targeting that. So it's not like that's going to magically change the way that you you think or uh-huh. so so what in, but in I your, think it can influence you sure. in, in your mind like what how would you think that this would be useful or how would it affect things in a beneficial way 
I guess I I see it as like similar with exercise, right? Like the some positive side effects. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of harm to it. Mm-hmm. And again, more robust research with exercise, but the research is promising that this could be helpful. So yeah. I guess that's how I this is not of course I wouldn't say like take this probiotic and you never have to do anything again yeah. but I think it could be something helpful in like some lifestyle changes that could help influence you know this. that that's kind of how I'm thinking about it too like sometimes I'll call them like maintenance factors or it's like things to or things that are bringing down the baseline mm-hmm. level of stress and anxiety mm-hmm. like when there's a anxiety disorder it's because there's a structure in place there's a psychological structure that is getting somebody in trouble and the higher the baseline level of anxiety and stress the more easily that mechanism is kicked in so if we can do things that are bringing the the baseline level down then it's going to be it's not going to kick in as often or as strongly it'll be easier to go in and kind of take things apart sure that's kind of my thought Yeah, we talked about this a bit with Assad of like when do you refer clients to go to see a psychiatrist and mm-hmm. have medication, right? It's like, yeah, there is, especially with cognitive behavioral therapy, there is learning that has to take place. Yeah. And if you think of, like, a Maslow's hierarchy of needs, whole, whole, I don't get uh-huh. too nerdy, but, like, if you don't have shelter or you don't have food, like, you're not worrying about, like, right? Like, am I, what's the highest level? The uh, Self-actualization? Yes, am yeah. I a self-actualized person? You're not thinking that, right? Yeah. Like, so same with this. It's hard to do the learning that happens in CBT if your symptoms are so high and you're not functioning. Yeah, if your baseline's that high, yeah. you're not activated all the time. And so, are there things that can help influence, yeah, mm-hmm. reducing some of my symptoms so that I'm able to do that higher level learning, that higher level functioning that has to happen in changing my relationship with anxiety in doing cognitive behavioral therapy. So, I like yeah. I like it, yeah. And I guess what I would think too is Falling totally in with what you're saying, that these these kind of baseline, like affecting the baseline through through lifestyle, again, not the targeted intervention that's going to take the structure apart, which needs to happen, but the baseline health, it kind of fits under that, like healthy living, mm-hmm. like right, because I feel like the more I get into recognized health stuff and looking at the impact, and I think exercise is a great example, the more you start to see. Oh, healthy living affects that baseline and makes it so so within you know the yeah, the exercise piece within that, the good relationships part within totally. that. You know, all that I stuff. Mean, right, if you think of like somebody in like a, a war torn country or who's a refugee or something, right? Like it is hard for them to do say they have a profession of whatever, being a you know, maybe they are an excellent researcher, medical doctor yeah. in this area. Uh-huh. But it's hard to practice when your basic, you know, functions are, or your basic needs are not being met. Mm-hmm. So same sort of thing. Like, yeah, if I am not having healthy relationships or access to quality, nutritious food, or you know, things like mm-hmm. that, that yes, I'm not going to be able. It, yeah, it's hard to take that, that structure away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what that makes me think about too, especially as regards to probiotics. So the what is a probiotic? Like a probiotic is a bacteria. It's a bacteria. It's this external bacteria that's kind of in a pill that you're trying to put into your guts to kind of seed your guts with good bacteria. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so what I think, I mean, what's important to me within that is, okay, so that means our guts have a, this, some good bacteria and some bad bacteria, right? It's not that we just have done it enough and that's why we're taking these. Yeah. That is we're taking these good ones to sort of try to crowd out the bad ones. Yes. Um, and to me, this opens up the, well, is that the only thing? Like, are we supposed to be just taking this constant supply of new good ones to con... Like, if, we, if our goal is this health in general, unhealthy lifestyle and living, then we could be looking at diet itself because our microbiome, so, so what, our, what our gut's like, is very much influenced by what we eat. Yes. Oh, I was actually like doing research on this from looking at, I mean, I, I'd known some of this earlier, but that we get our original microbiome mm-hmm. in traveling down the birth canal from our yeah. mothers mm-hmm. but then also early influence of it is through what through diet what yeah. they found and primarily things like like breast milk uh-huh. so things like if a child was a c-section or something and didn't go through the vaginal canal yeah. they can get a lot of their good early healthy microbiome through things through what they're eating and primarily some of the healthiest is then through breast milk totally not to that could go down a whole different tangent. But in yeah. thinking that, like, uh-huh. yes, a lot of it is through, right, you originally get it one way, but then the influence of it is through what you eat all the way through then adulthood is yeah. through what you eat. And, and I think what's important, too, is that I think they're finding that the, the more healthy, better type of, of bacteria feed on, like, basically fiber, vegetables, like, basically the foods that you would think of as being good foods that that's what the good ones feed on and then it seems like the more and I'm not 100% on this but the, the negative ones that we're trying to crowd out seem to be f- to feed on sort of traditionally worse food so to me the idea of we can't just expect well I'm going to take a pill and live an unhealthy life but then I'm going to get all these benefits mm-hmm. like the pill's a piece of it yeah you, you're putting in these positive bacteria but you also want to be feeding those positive bacteria um, so people are starting to talk Maintaining nowadays. Maintaining your garden. Sorry? Maintaining your garden. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, just like if you were to get a garden and plant some things and then you went and... Do nothing. Put a bunch of, like, cheesy puffs on it or something. It, <laughs> wouldn't, it wouldn't do much for you. But it needs, like, real... Like that kind of nutrients. So people started talking about the role of prebiotics. Have you heard about this? A little. Again, okay. I don't know tons about this. Sure, yeah. So, so prebiotics are basically the, you, the food that probiotics live on. So, if you were to, you know, sort of like kind of fibrous, like healthy fibrous stuff. Um, so, you can actually take prebiotics and that will influence the state of your microbiome. Just like how taking probiotics does. Yeah. So, you're putting, this li- you're putting these living creatures in. So, put living creatures in and then give them the food that they want and the healthy ones will grow. Um, and it's generally healthy food. And they've started to have studies too, again, probably way, way less even, but I saw at least one that was looking at prebiotics and how prebiotics influence, uh, they found led to a reduction in anxiety. So prebiotics being this healthy food for for bacteria. And the idea that your prebiotics are feeding your probiotics, which are producing... All those positive things. Good neurotransmitters and... Okay. And there's one study that Marianne and I mentioned that, that that I said I would bring up, which is there was one fairly loose study that was <laughs> self-report 
but it the proposed uh, like the intervention point was not taking probiotics. It was how how much how many fermented foods do you tend to eat, and so that's things like things like sauerkraut, kimchi, mm. like like sort mm. of pi- pickled things, um, yogurt, yogurt, kombucha, which I'm a big fan of, um, and these are these are things that are naturally you know fer- fermented. They have the the probiotics in them and I think a lot of times they are prebiotic naturally since they're growing the stuff so where they found the more that people had prebiotics the more they had fermented foods um, the less likely they were to get social anxiety so crazy so less social anxiety with more fermented foods um, especially if they were neurotic so high in neuroticism, which is a risk factor for social anxiety. So, so for me, they're saying, yeah, probiotics. It's a role for that. It's also a role for lifestyle, diet, fermented foods. You are going to be like single-handedly influencing like the amount of Korean food socially, <laughs> which people eat, I, the kimchi, all the shopping, I, a whole I have a big jar. Of, so I, I have I have a lot of, I have two, two bottles of kombucha in my fridge and I have a big bottle of kimchi, which I just put a fork in and eat straight. <laughs> yeah. Not that often, I'm going to admit. But, <laughs> this is why I don't hang out in your office or but I, That's why we, I do we this. record this in my office. <laughs> I don't. I don't smell office. But, gar- but speaking of smells, I believe garlic too is a good prebiotic. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So back to since I think we're gonna have to wrap up yeah, the yeah. time here. Um, the the ones that that I think we found were coming up in the research most kind of positive. Oh yes. Um, research for were the Bifidobacterium longum, the Lactobacillus helvetica, and maybe the lactobacillus KCI. So it, it will be worth, if you are looking to get a probiotic, it would be worth looking for those because those are the ones that we got some yes. some research on. I And so yeah. I've taken probiotics for years and I get my kids probiotics. Yeah. Um, and I try to get, like, because I'm not looking just at mental health, I'm looking at lots of different pieces of health, yeah. trying to get lots of different probiotics in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was so interesting just to like read through and see which ones show yeah. up in which different mm-hmm. brands. Totally. So, yeah, I don't know if you have any, not that we are getting any kind of endorsement for this. F- feel free to send us money. Feel free to send us loads um, of money, all you super wealthy probiotic yeah. companies. <laughs> so, so I actually Big went... probiotic. In anticipation of us doing this show today, I, I went to HEB, which is the kind of the local um, supermarket here in Austin, and I went to the, the refrigerator section because mm-hmm. I'm be biased to kind of trust the refrigerator probiotics more. I don't know if that's actually true, but that's my feeling. Um, and I went and looked through all the different probiotics. And I was looking for these for these two. Um, and honestly, a lot of them didn't have them. Huh. I had a look. I realized the one that I'm taking right now... I looked the one I'm taking have, doesn't have it. Didn't have mm-hmm. So I had a look, and what I found was within the uh, Garden of Life brand, I think it's called Garden of Life brand, um, it's formulated by... This guy, Dr. Perlmutter, 
who wrote a book on probiotics. So mm. this is why he's doing this. Okay. He, he wrote a book on, I believe, called Brain Maker, which was fascinating. It, uh, it kind of goes through all the early research into this. Really, really interesting book. I encourage you to read it. Um, but he formulates it, which I think is probably why it had more specific focus. Oh, God. But there's one of these Garden of Life ones. They have different uh, types. One type was called Mood. Oh. Mood Plus, maybe. And I and had a look. These. And that had it. And it didn't just have the um, Longum and the Helvetica. It actually had it with the little... Like the specific the numbered specific strain. strain afterwards that they've been using in the research. Um, so... Honestly, I'm probably going to get that one yeah. next time. Um, there, I also noticed that both of those were in the Garden of Life super expensive one that was like $50 a month. In one of these studies, they talk about, and it's looking at um, the Lactobacillus helveticus and Bifidobacterium longum, probiostic, it says it's a... Oh, okay. Drink. I don't know what that I, is. So I saw that mentioned too, and the fact that it had a trademark yeah. at the end of it made me hate it. So, well, it looks. Feel like free it to has, send it. Feel free to send us money. You and can send we'll us say money. It's great, we'll but totally the fact, it. like, but at I, least it, it, that I, may be I another am, way of getting both of them. Yeah. I don't know. I think they are combined. But to me, that just sounds like people going, "Oh, this might be useful. I'm going to try to make some money off this and exclude other people from having it." And that's my personal bias there. I'm inclined to just want to. I'm just saying, it might be another way to get it. Yeah, okay. I'm getting no kickback from probiotics. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) I kind of like the idea that probiotics are like, anyone just put them into these things and. and (laughs) That sounds like like the big pharma, big probio. Yeah, I would (laughs) be not surprised if big pharma, if they start to be useful, they'll start start to get involved. No. Again, okay. we have no financial yes. <laughs> investment yet. yet. <laughs> until. Um, yeah. Okay. So, so that will be kind of my my take. I mean, my other bias is this is this is the early days of this. Yes. Which means not only do we not know which trains are doing what or how effective it is. We also don't really know how much to take or for how long and in what form and whether swallowing a pill really makes it go through or do we need a full fecal transplant yes. from somebody. Yeah, we, we don't know. So my, I can tell you what I personally do is I take those, that kind of brand, and I tend to do it like on and off. So I tend to do it for like a month. I'll get a month's worth and do it for a month. And then I take off a while because I don't think I need to continuously reseeding myself. Mm. But I'm very focused on diet-wise eating stuff that will be helpful in building that up. So that, that's my that, that's my take. Got it. Sounds like you've been doing products for a while, so you, you might have a different way well, of doing it. Well, because I don't think I look primarily at mental health in my probiotic, right? Mm-hmm. I think like um, immunity-wise and digestive health. Yeah. Are the things that I am interested in, and some of the research that I looked at said, just trying to get um, lots of different probiotics into your system. Awesome. Then, um, because yes, like lots of the different same strains. One, yes, all, okay. taking the same ones all the time is right. Like, yes, it's not really going to change it that much. Wow. Um, so I've been trying to take different strains of probiotics, kind okay. of cycle them through. Do you take them continuously, or do you I do, do it on and off? Okay. I mean, that being said continuously meaning when I remember which is like four days a week probably okay so there you go (laughs) 
Um, what and things? again, I think I said last thing I'll say. Oh, yeah. I had a friend who's an ER doctor. The other thing I did for ourselves and for the audience uh, was I asked him his opinion on probiotics, largely for the I hadn't come across much of anything saying there is a downside or a danger in experimenting with this kind of early days. Um, and so he, he kind of said the same thing. He was not suggesting there was much of a solid benefit. Sure. But he said, no downside. Yeah. So. Well, I will say, every time I've taken my kids in to get an antibiotic, mm-hmm. both our pediatrician and the pharmacist always say, Make sure you're taking a probiotic at the same time because it's awesome. killing all your good bacteria as, long, as well as your bad. They don't tell me specifically which ones to take, but yeah. there's also like a medical endorsement there. Okay. So. Cool. Yeah. Take it for what it's worth. <laughs> yes. Um, but yes, doesn't seem to be a whole lot of downside or horrible side effects. Awesome. It. So. Cool. Well, thanks for listening. Yeah, tonight. thanks for listening. So I hope, hope that was interesting or useful. Keep up all the thousands of emails we're getting. Yeah, if, feedback. If, if, we don't, if we don't respond to your, you know, your <laughs> fan so mail, busy. don't be offended. There's so many we can't possibly. <laughs> you know, all our all our assistants can't possibly get back to you. So, but feel free to send in those suggestions and questions anyway. Um, but we do appreciate. We've been looking at the numbers and have been getting yeah. some great downloads and listenership. So we appreciate yeah. your support. Yeah, yeah we passed a, a thousand. Mm-hmm. Like with with the last one going up, um, you can if you want. I believe I just learned with this. I believe you can if if you like the show, you can go to iTunes and rate it. Okay. And if you rate it, I think maybe it helps more people see it. Or something. And we are soon going to be on the Anxiety and Depression Association of America's website, podcast website. Yeah. Um, so look for yeah. us there, too. And including us, yeah. And, yeah. And, and if you want to see more about us, you can find our, our web pages at Anxiety Treatment Center of Austin. Also, you can find me at thomasmithyman.com. Which all it does currently is just redirect you to that page. But in case you happen to listen to this in the future when I have actually set up a website and figured out how. Big things coming. There you go. Go check it out. Thanks for listening. Thank you.